0: Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky. Senior Pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. I
1: believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf, read the book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Tribulation.
2: Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, November 16th, 2022, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is We Are the Generation of the Book of Revelation. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we Come humbly before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking, this day. Lord God, we ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate this hour and this show, that it be for your glory and nothing else. Lord God, let the words be your words. Let nothing fall to the ground. Let the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit do the work that you have prepared and ordained for the hearts and minds and spirits of your people, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary, that I have this opportunity to have eternal life and to be your servant and to work for you until you soon return. And with that said, Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with scripture found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, where the Apostle Paul begins by stating, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of The darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. For all saints. My friends, as we move closer and closer to the end of the year of chaos and into the coming year of total chaos and confusion, as set forth by the Lord God in his mandate to the world at large for the upcoming year of 2023, February 7th, 2023, will be a defining date, as explained in our first piece of the day, brought to you by Tyler Durden, who is a writer for ZeroHedge.com. This piece is dated November 15, 2022, and is titled, Here Come Programmable Dollars, New York Fed and 12 Banking Giants Launch Digital Dollar Test. Tyler opens this piece by stating, never let a crisis go to waste, or a market crash for that matter. He continues by sharing, with equity and bond markets stuck in brutal bear markets and providing a sufficient distraction to what is happening behind the scenes, the Fed and a group of banks have been quietly preparing for the next stage in the organized crash pipeline the rollout of the CBDC. According to a statement by the New York Fed, global bank giants are starting a 12-week, listen up, my friends, digital dollar pilot with the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. The participants announced on Tuesday, my friends, this is Tuesday, November 15th, 2022, bringing the pilot to an end on or about February 7, 2023. Continuing on, Mr. Durden shares Citigroup, HSBC Holdings, MasterCard, and Wells Fargo are among the financial companies participating in the experiment. Um, Alongside the New York Fed Which will provide a public contribution To the body of knowledge On the application of new technology To a regulated financial system Tyler continues by adding That Bank of New York Mellon The money laundering bank of the world HSBC Holdings PNC Financial Services Toronto Dominion Bank, Trist Financial, and U.S. Bancorp are also participants in the test, along with Payments Network MasterCard. The project, which is called the Regulated Liability Network, will allow banks to simulate issuing digital money representing their customers' own funds before settling through central bank reserves on a distributed ledger, the New York Fed said. The pilot will test how banks using digital dollar tokens in a common database can help speed up payments. Programmable U.S. dollars may be necessary to support new business models and provide a foundation to much-needed innovations in financial settlements and infrastructure. Tony McLaughlin, Managing Director for Emerging Payments and Business Development at Citigroup's Treasury and Trade Solution Division, said in a statement Tuesday. Projects like this that focus on the digitization of central bank money and individual bank deposits could be expanded to take a broader view of the opportunity. As Tyler continues his piece, he shares earlier this month, Michelle Neal, head of the New York Fed's Markets Group said it sees promise in using a central bank digital dollar, or CBDC, to speed up settlement time in currency markets. Tyler adds that for years, Wall Street's biggest banks have explored the use of blockchain in their businesses for everything from interbanking payments to mortgage and cross-border trades. Still, this week's move comes amidst a a rout in cryptocurrency markets following the collapse of Sam Bankman Freed's digital asset empire last week, which is FTX.com, my friends. In addition to weighing central bank digital currencies and compliant stablecoins, there should be the option of leveraging the scale and economic value of bank deposits, Raj D. Haymond Herod, MasterCard's head of crypto and blockchain, said in a statement. The regulated liability network, is an innovative proof of concept led by the industry that could help shape how consumers and businesses view the credibility of token-based payments. The new network is meant to follow existing laws and regulations for deposit-based payments processing, including anti-money laundering requirements after the 12-week tests, the banks will publicize the results. They said in a statement, the lenders are not committed to any further phases of work once the test is complete. Uh-huh, sure. While the initial work... Um, Will focus on simulating digital money issued by regulated institutions in US dollars. The concept could be extended to multi currency operations and stable coins, which are typically backed one to one by another asset, such as a dollar or euro. And on that mind-bending note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our trek through. We are the generation of the book of Revelation.
1: Sometimes I feel I'm pulled in so many wrong directions. Sometimes I feel the world seducing my affection. It's a heart that's grown astray But with my weaknesses
2: for you lord jesus you loved me first and so therefore you will always be you will always be my first love you loved me first and i love you forever thank you jesus for this wonderful opportunity to serve you in this world today with that said my friends okay now as we move forward in today's show our next piece by is rather by michael or Mr. Michael Snyder, and is dated November 3rd, 2022, and is where Mr. Snyder, in his piece at the title, asks the burning question of, are we living in the end times? And at the open of this piece, once again asks, are we living in the days just before the return of Jesus Christ to this planet? Just before going on to say right now, there is a tremendous amount of chatter about the end times all over the Internet. So many really crazy things are starting to happen all over the world, and many people correctly recognize that we are specifically warned that a lot of these crazy things would happen in the last days. Mr. Schneider continues by saying, for example, in Matthew 24, Jesus specifically told us that there would be wars and rumors of wars, famines, and pestilence just prior to his return. As global events continue to spiral out of control, speculation that the prophetic events described in the Bible are happening will only intensify even more. Of course, says Mr. Schneider, there are plenty of skeptics out there. In particular, there have been quite a few articles in the mainstream media lately that portray Christians that believe that we are living in the end times as a bunch of nuts. But even though they think that such Christians are crazy, mainstream pundits openly admit that there are lots and lots of people out there that are interested in learning what the Bible has to say about end times. Michael then shares the following comes from a Slate article entitled, Why Growing Parts of the Christian Right Are Convinced it's the apocalypse. In this piece, it is stated that if you uh, peruse the list of recent releases in Christian publishing, you'll find uh, and you'll get a sense that the end times are upon us. This summer saw the release of survival guides, books about current events, and prayer manuals, all oriented around a rapture a second coming of Christ or otherwise cataclysmic events at the hands of God. Subtitles included 12 mega clues that Jesus's return is nearer than ever at the end time. uh, See an end times guide to survival. Do current events point to the Antichrist and his worldwide empire and prayer strategies that unlock the in-time armory of God. According to Publishers Weekly, this splat uh, of in-time books is being printed to meet demand. It's what the readers want at least some of them, editors at the imprint Harvest Prophecy, which was founded last year, told Publishers Weekly. They had seen a strong surge of interest because there is so much happening in today's world that parallels in time signs given in the Bible. Mr. Schneider continues his piece by stating, and survey after survey has shown that a surprisingly high percentage of U.S. population actually believes that Jesus will come back in the uh, relatively near future. For instance, a survey that was conducted by the Pew Research Center discovered that 41% of all Americans believe that Jesus will, definitely, or probably Return by the year 2050. By the year 2050, 41% of Americans believe that Jesus definitely, 23% or probably 18%, will have returned to earth. However, a 46% plurality of the public does not believe Christ will return during the next 40 years. And that's to their own hurt, my friends. Fully 58% of white evangelicals, I don't know why they needed to put the word white in there, but fully fully 58% of white evangelical Christians say Christ will return to earth in this period. By far the largest percent in any religious group. Only about a third of Catholics, 32%, and even fewer white mainstream pot- Protestants, which would be the breakoff from the Catholic Church, 27%, predict church, uh, Christ's return to earth by 2050. The one in five religiously unaffiliated Americans also see Christ returning during the next four decades. Well, I'm telling you, they better get ready, because it might be the next four seconds. At this point, Mr. Snyder interjects, many pastors appear to believe that Jesus is coming back soon, too. Well, that's a good thing. Those would be the ones to listen to, I think. We'll find out. He says, in fact, a LifeWay survey found that a whopping 56% of them, meaning those pastors that believe Jesus is soon to return, expect Jesus to return in my lifetime. That was the question asked. According to LifeWay, nearly 9 out of 10 pastors see at least some current events matching those Jesus said would occur shortly before his return to earth. According to the data, 56% of pastors either strongly or somewhat agree with the statement, I expect Jesus to return in my lifetime. 24% said that they were not sure while 20% either strongly or somewhat disagreed. Well, guess what? That 20% you need to just forget. Don't even get involved with those people because they don't know where it's at, because they're not reading the Word of God. They don't know what it says, and they don't have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to know that Jesus is eminently to return soon and very soon. Uh, Mr. Schneider then says, but even though so many of us believe uh, that Jesus is coming back soon, there is so much confusion about what the Bible actually has to say about the end times. He continues by stating, I believe that shouldn't be the case, and I do believe the same thing 100%, my friends, because just like I said, if you have asked the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, if you are walking in a personal relationship with him, if you have sought the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, you will have no problem understanding what the Word of God says, which is called the Bible. I digress. I digress. Uh, he says, I believe that shouldn't be the case. Just before going on to say, what the Bible has to say about most of the major issues related to the return of Christ is actually very clear. Ta da! Didn't I just say that? And my hope, he says, is that my new book entitled End Times, he's giving a little plug for his book in here. And you know what? I haven't read it, so maybe you can read it and let me know what you think. My hope is that my new book entitled End Times will clear up a lot of the confusion. He continues by sharing, it is uh, so important for us all to understand the times that we are living in. And I do agree with that, my friends, because he says, God put us here for a reason. And that's absolutely true. He could have placed us at any time throughout human history, says Mr. Schneider. But he, def- he deliberately chose to put us at this specific moment. All of human history has been building up to a grand crescendo, he says, and we get to be here for it. I say praise God to that. And God has a specific role for you to play, says Mr. Schneider, in this drama. But he says, if you don't realize what he's trying to do, you could potentially miss out on fulfilling your destiny. Mr. Schneider continues by saying, you were born for such a time as this. And my hope is that reading end times will get you extremely excited about God's purpose for your life in this in this hour. He then adds, yes, the years ahead are going to be incredibly challenging. And to that, I say, it's 100% true, my friends. But they can also be the greatest years of your life, says Mr. Schneider, if you fully embrace what God is trying to do through you. Later in this piece, Mr. Snyder says, I believe that we are on the verge of the greatest move of God and the greatest harvest of souls in all of human history. He then adds, I want to be a part of that. Don't you? Just before going on to say, we are the book of Revelation generation, and we get the privilege to pr- a privilege of preparing the way for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As Mr. Schneider moves to close his piece, he states, there is no other time in all of human history that I would have rather lived than right now. He then says, if what I am sharing is resonating in with your heart, then I encourage you to help me get this message out. There has never been a time like this before, and there will never be a time like it again. Our world is about to go through immensely painful years, but it is when times are the darkest that the greatest heroes are needed. And you can be one of those heroes if you understand what God is trying to do and you fully embrace it. Mr. Snyder ends his piece with these words The end times are here, and nothing will ever be the same again. So rise up and become the person that God created you to be, because now is the time for the people of God to move forward in victory. With that said, my friends, it is truly a great segue for our final piece of the day, which speaks to the fact that without our faith being anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ, we cannot walk in victory. This piece is brought to us by David Dombrowski, uh, who is the editor of Lighthouse Trails. This piece is dated November eleventh, two 2022, and is titled, The shield of faith in the midst of struggles, of which David opens up by asking, Do you at times feel overwhelmed? It would be understandable, for we are living in overwhelming times. Actually, God has orchestrated our lives, he says, in such a way that we are going to face challenges, some small, some great, some daily, some yearly. Some where the solution is obvious, and some that appear to have no solution at all. And sometimes it seems that our world today, even with all of its technological improvements, has multiplied our cares and worries exponentially. Add to this fact, he says, that the Bible tells us in the last days, Satan will multiply his efforts having great wrath he knoweth that he has but a short time revelation chapter 12 verse 12 consequently we need to arm ourselves with the hope we have in christ says mr dumbranski who then goes on to share in his first epistle paul or rather peter refers to the trials and challenges that beset us, and offers a reason why God allows them in our lives. It's time to listen up, my friends. You are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. First Peter. Chapter 1, verses 5 through 7 and verse 9. Mr. Dombrowski then says, I place the word uh, temptation in Italis to mention that the root word for this Greek term means to test or to prove by essaying or uh, trial to find or prove the value of something. For an example, the essaying saying of gold See Strom's Concordance Concordance he says Greek entries Numbers 3984 And 30 Through 3986 It makes perfect sense That Peter then refers to our faith Being tested Purified And strengthened Through the fiery trials of life Remember just the other day My friends I brought you the story Of the refiner's fire it should put you in remembrance of that, hearing what we have heard here today from Mr. Dombransky, Continuing on, David shares what the Bible then is offering us is not always to make our lives easy, but a way to face our struggles. We struggle through life, but God has given us His word And his spirit Plus, Jesus died on the cross As payment for all of our sins So we might have peace with God And secure an eternal home in heaven And that saving grace is freely given To all who put their trust or faith in him Who is he? He's Jesus Christ Peter speaks of this wondrous grace in this manner Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Next, Mr. Dombronski touches on, as he puts it, the object of our faith when he states, uh, We should always remember that Jesus is the object of our faith, and as presented in the gospel. That is why, even though Peter describes how our daily struggles are the trials of your faith in verse 7, ultimately, The fruition of our faith will be the salvation of our souls, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, as seen in verse 9. David then further states, uh, It is important then that no matter what our struggles may be at the time, our perspective needs to be focused ultimately on eternity with Christ. And when we keep things in that perspective, somehow the testings and struggles of our life will also take on a new perspective and life as a whole will have more meaning and value. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon attests to the fact that he was a man who tried all the pleasures and undertakings that life had to offer, yet in the end he had this to say, Therefore I hated life, because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Ecclesiastes chapter two verse seventeen. mister Dumbronsky says uh, it is a sad thing when our lives get off focus from the Lord, who actually is the giver of all good things, but without Christ we have nothing. In the end, Solomon realized the folly of living a life of endless pursuits while taking his eyes off the Lord. That is why he ended the book with these words. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 13 and 14. David then, my friend, says, and so say I as well, one of the saddest statements I find in Scripture is the mention of Solomon's spiritual condition in 1 Kings, where it says, "'For it came to pass when Solomon was old "'that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, "'and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God.' as was the heart of David, his father. 1 Kings 11, verse 4. Mr. Dombrowski then adds, As the chapter goes on, we learn that God confronted Solomon, who continued in disobedience, for which there were consequences. And according to his own confession, much of Solomon's worldly accomplishments were only vanity. And yet, multitudes of people have been blessed by his contribution to the scriptures. And while we cannot prove it as a certainty in God's continued dealings with Solomon, I believe Solomon made it to heaven, says says David, who goes on to share many Christians similar to Solomon, in which he states, I suppose Many Christians may wonder how God would have saved a man whose heart had strayed away from God for so much of his life. But I dare say that this is the condition of many in today's church. Just from our point of view at Lighthouse Trails, he says, we see many pastors and spiritual leaders, especially not only rejecting the warnings we give about unbiblical spiritual practice practices and teachings in regards to the New Age, contemplative prayer, yoga, the word faith, uh, Calvinism, Catholicism. But actually, he says, embracing these things that are contrary to the scriptures. Mr. Dombrowski then goes on to say, They accuse ministries like ours of being divisive, breaking unity of the church, even though the Bible teaches that those who are divisive are those who introduce erroneous doctrines and heresies into the church. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Romans chapter 16 verse 17. David then says discernment has become an appendage of the body that many think should be amputated by allowing dangerous practices and doctrines to enter the church it is really is it really much different that what than what Solomon did he asks, The actions, he says, may be different, but the results of turning from our first love, the Lord, are the same, he says, my friends, just before going on to say, may we imitate Solomon in his wisdom, but not in his folly. Many Christians today are walking on shaky ground, and they don't know it. The only true security is found in Christ alone and not in false gods no matter what kind they are. Mr. Dombrowski then goes on to ask, who do we truly honor and who is our head? He begins by sharing, it is easy to find ourselves as Christian believers attached to Christian figures, which can be detrimental no matter how godly the leader may actually be. The fact is that as the body of Christ, we are all supposed to be connected with the head being Christ himself. As a former Catholic, says Mr. Dombrowski, I am often dismayed at how Catholics continuously elevate the Pope as the supreme authority of the one true church. Infallible in all doctrine and a successor of Peter. Personally, he says, I believe Peter would have been shocked to know that in subsequent centuries he would be looked upon as the first pope. David then says Jesus did honor a man named Simon by giving him the surname Peter or Petros, uh, meaning a rock or a stone. When Jesus said to him later, thou art Peter. Petros, and upon this rock, Petra, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. David says it becomes apparent that Jesus intended for Peter as an apostle to help establish the church by building upon the foundation rock, Petra. What is interesting here, says Mr. Dombrowski, is that throughout the New Testament, whenever Peter is referred to as a rock, the surname Petros is always used, never Petra. The word Petra is rendered 16 times in the New Testament as rock or rocks, but is never applied To Peter, let me repeat that again, is never applied to Peter. Whenever used, it is either it either refers to a massive rock formation as in a sepulchre or a building foundation or to Christ Himself. Paul identifies Petra as being Christ himself, when he speaks of the Jews who escaped from Egypt. They were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ, says Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 2 through 4. David then says, again, I want to emphasize that Peter is never referred to as Petra in the entire New Testament. What's more, Peter himself identified who Petra actually is. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect, Precious, And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded, which means confused, my friends, unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builder disallowed. The same is made the head of the corner and a stone of stumbling and a rock or Petra. Of offense. 1 Peter 2, verses 6 through 8. Mr. Dombrowski then says So the rock Jesus spoke of to Peter was indeed not Peter, but Christ himself. However, in this same chapter, Peter instructs all Christians to come to Christ a living stone. Verse 4. And to be as lively stones, whereby we are built upon a spiritual house and holy priesthood. Verse 5. David then says, the word for stones here is not Petra. We are building stones to be placed upon the foundation, which is Christ. Continuing on, Mr. Dombrowski then asks, where is our focus? He then goes on to say, in writing his two short epistles, Peter's intention was wholly to simulate a devotion to and focus on Jesus Christ, with a mandate to protect, defend, proclaim, and apply the gospel." He then says Peter never glorified himself in these letters, but rather only mentioned himself as Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. And Simon Peter as a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, as a means of identifying himself as the author. In these letters, says David, rather than drawing attention to himself, he beckons his audience to remain faithful in their study and commitment to the word of God, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust peter second peter chapter 1 verse 4 As Mr. Dombrowski moves to conclude his piece, he states, in closing, I wish to return to my original thoughts in this article. People today are being swamped with a multitude of worries and cares. The remedies the world offers are oftentimes worse than the original problems themselves, as we saw with covid And the media is swift to bring all of this, he says, to our door. We as Christians are affected by these things, and it is a temptation to put our focus on the challenges and trials, while the real solution lies in allowing Jesus to be the center of our lives through his word and his spirit for many Uh, Through God Has been excluded From their lives So uh, All that is left Like Solomon Is vanity and vexation Of spirit Above all Let us remember what it means For Christ to be our foundation And the spiritual rock From which we can drink Which means the rock being Petra, not Petros. We need to draw our strength from him, who is Jesus Christ, and remember that our virtue comes from him, who is Jesus Christ, as well. Christ is our all in all. That is why Paul could say, But of him ye are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written he that glorifieth let him glory in the lord 1st corinthians chapter 1 verses 30 and 31 david says it takes a humble heart to recognize that our own righteousness is as filthy rags but he can clothe us with the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness, as seen in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10. Mr. Dombrowski then asks his readers to consider the characters of the Bible who failed but then recovered with a new outlook from God's humbling process. For example, there was Paul who persecuted the church, or Peter who denied Christ's Trice, Or consider Nebuchadnezzar, who praised himself rather than God for his accomplishments, then lost everything, including his mind, but was restored again. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored Him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and His kingdom from generation to generation, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, as He doeth according to His will in the army of heaven." Now I Nebuchadnezzar praise and exalt and honor the king of heaven All whose works are true And his ways judgment And those that walk in pride he is able to obeys Daniel chapter 4 verses 34 through 35 and 37 My friends, as we move closer and closer to the coming year of total chaos and confusion it will be those it's time to listen up my friends it will be those in that time going forward who have a personal relationship with the one and only Savior of the world who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ and are the same who will worship the Lord God in spirit and in truth being saved by the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and by putting on the whole armor of God and walking in the indwelling power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit as given on the day of Pentecost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues that will make it through to the other side of the Jordan. In the time that is shortly to come. The very word of God tells us, my friends, that today is the day of salvation. I say, because for us, tomorrow may be too late if we wait. John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, Jesus states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But this very same word of God says, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name Of the only begotten son of God What's the name of the only begotten son of God His name is Jesus Christ my friends And again in John chapter 14 verse 6 John writes Jesus saith unto him Speaking to Thomas and to us all my friends I am the way the truth and the life No man comes unto the father but by me and Paul tells us in Romans chapter ten, verses nine through thirteen, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, I like to say, right living in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation which is your way of escape through the precious and holy blood that the Lord Jesus Christ shed upon the cross of Calvary. The word salvation means escape, my friends. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is the name of the Lord, my friends? The name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. My friends, today is the day of salvation. Things are moving extremely fast. People are getting caught up in all kinds of melee and traps and losses, and uh, there's more to come, my friends. And uh, the devil is pulling out all the stops uh, in how he handles what's going on around here. And he will uh, be allowed to do so until the Lord Jesus Christ binds him and puts him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Okay, so but the problem is he we are the casualties of Satan if we are not walking in the power, working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit in a personal upstanding relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, because it is the Lord Jesus Christ who has to save us and is willing to save us out of all that is yet to come, my friends, so that when we take our last breath or he appears in the eastern sky, we will not be cast into the lake of fire in the end of all things. We will be walking the streets of gold with him, which is his desire, my friends. The Lord God wants none to perish, but it is up to us to take up the Lord on the gift that he has given us, which is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior by asking the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us of our past sins and not to willfully sin any longer, my friends, because we dive into the Word of God. We understand the things that the Lord is requiring of us. Uh, the best place to start is in the book of John, my friends. Read All the New Testament, it's where Jesus came to set us free, to set the captives free from the uh, hold of Satan, if you want to be set free, my friends. If you don't want to be set free, my friends, your last destination is the lake of fire for all eternity, where the Antichrist and the false prophet will be, all those who have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ throughout history of mankind, and— Satan himself, my friends, all his evil devils, our demons and angels, will be there as well. It is not a place that you and I, as a human being with a, a good thinking mind that we have here this very day, my friends, want to find ourselves for all eternity. Nothing in this world is worth missing. Uh, Eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ So as I said before And so says the word of God Today is the day of salvation If you have not asked the Lord Jesus Christ To be your only Savior Today would be the day to do that My friends Because soon and very soon The lights are really going to go out In this place And I'm not talking about a power grid I'm talking about a spiritual power grid Where the blinding darkness is going to begin to hit people such as never been seen upon the face of this earth since the beginning of time, nor shall it ever be again, as the word of God has said for the things that are coming upon this earth and this last hour. So today, my friends, do not put it off any longer, for you never know when you'll take your last breath. You'll never, you never know when the Lord Jesus Christ might uh, just appear in the eastern sky. Ready to take his bride away, which are all those who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return, who are filled up to overflowing with the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. My friends, today, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior— Please say this prayer with me, it is a prayer of repentance, it's not anything to do with me, it's to do with the Lord Jesus Christ, and go back and read Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13 to even understand it more, because it says we are to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are to put our faith in him that he is our only Savior From the things that are coming upon this world and the wrath of God that will soon be poured out upon it because of these things that are coming upon it. The evil things, my friends, that are coming upon it. The wrath of God is going to put an end to it all and Bring in the thousand years of peace with the Lord Jesus Christ here upon the face of this earth where we as Christians will rule and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, say this prayer with me if your heart is being pricked by the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit to do so. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, and the price he paid in the shedding of his precious and holy blood for my sins. Lord God, thank you for this wonderful gift that no one could ever give except you. And Lord Jesus, I humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking, and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would please forgive me of my sins. I know I am a sinner. In need of a savior And I know I'm not getting out of this place Without you being my savior For you are the only savior Of all mankind Lord Jesus I know that you are faithful and true To do that which you've promised in your word And you said that if I would ask With a broken and contrite heart and spirit For you to please forgive me of my sins That you would do so And Lord Jesus, I thank you for that. For today, I know that you have brought me into the eternal kingdom of the Lord. And Holy Spirit, have your way in my life from this day forward. Holy Spirit, show me those things that I have need to know of. Help me to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly. Help me to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power that you can offer with the evidence of speaking with other tongues that I could lay hands on the sick and they would recover through you and that Demons would be cast out through you Lord God I give you all Glory and honor and praise and I call it Done in the name of Jesus In Jesus precious and holy name I pray Amen and amen Well, my friends, if you prayed that prayer from a sincere and broken and contrite heart and spirit, the Lord is a God who knows the end from the beginning and you're on your way to the eternal kingdom of the Lord and will walk the streets of gold with the Lord Jesus Christ soon and very soon, as we all will. And with that said, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again.
0: Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening. Your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldwideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?